please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast. I went up to a higher octave than usual. This is Justin Monorail. And joining me in the room, may, may I be clear, we're speaking in the room first, is my Monorail family. I will begin with the man to my left. Hi. Who are you? Um, me. Me. Hello, me. Garrett Monorail's here, obviously not claiming any sort of moniker for the day. Nope. You're going to have to figure it out at some point. To your left. Samantha Monorail. Samantha Monorail is here. How are you, Samantha Monorail? I am fine. And last but not least in the room, the birthday girl, McKenna Monorail. I failed geography and I can't get over that. That's true. <laughs> Happy birthday! Happy birthday, oh, McKenna Monorail. Man. We're recording yeah. this on a Sunday, as we usually do, which is McKenna's birthday. I feel like, did you hear the sound of the zombie in the room? It went, From Minecraft? Uh, Hey. You know Minecraft. when you in the caves in the Minecraft? We did invite a bunch of Minecraft zombies here oh today God. to celebrate oh your God. birthday. <laughs> That's why you keep hearing, bruh. I requested Minecraft, so this is good. This is what I wanted. Okay. Well, let us now bring in the star of the show, everyone's favorite. He might be number who knows what in the program, but he's number one in your hearts. And he's our favorite Dawes. Landon the Dawes Doan. Welcome back to the monorail. Actually, today, since it's uh, going unclaimed, I'm going to be Chicken Nugget. Hi, everybody. Oh. It's me, Landon, coming to you from the Isolation Station of Love. What's up, everybody? Happy birthday, McKenna. Yay. Sorry, that was loud. We invited Landon, too. He's not a Minecraft zombie. I... No, just, just a regular zombie. <laughs> well, I'm happy the Minecraft zombies Bruh. are here. And you. Bruh. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> How many, how many of our listening audience do you think are familiar with what zombies sound like in Minecraft? Hopefully all of them. Well, they sound like this. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> they say bruh. They sound like they say bruh. Yeah. <laughs> well, if that's the case, when I was at MTSU, I saw a whole lot of drunken uh, Minecraft zombies <laughs> late at night at bars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's get to the show, why don't we? This is episode number 124 of the Monday Morning Monorail podcast. Today is September 7th, Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Everybody gets a day off except for us. Everyone gets to have babies. No. Oh. Incorrect. Ooh. Hey, by the way, fun fact. McKenna obviously was born near Labor Day, and actually my water broke on Labor Day, but she didn't come out till three days later. Turd. Thank you. <laughs> lazy. Let you started off lazy and, yeah. you, and procrastinating. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, you're consistent, if anything, birthday girl. Happy birthday, lazy, <laughs> lazy let's bum. Turn, let's turn this into a roast of McKenna. <laughs> let's not. Ooh, I like let's this. Don't do that. Oh, we could do so <laughs> well. Every day of my life is a roast of McKenna, so I don't, I don't need this to be one. <laughs> well, we're glad you finally made it. What? You know, into the world. <laughs> we're glad here. you were finally born. 
you decided to make an appearance. Better late than never. Fashionably late, McKenna Monreal. I've been here for 19 years. 19 years. You're old. You're so old. Don't call me out. Get out of this house. Call out post. Why do you adult now? Yep. That is actually correct. In 2001, it was September 3rd was Labor Day. Three days later, she finally came. Yeah. God. I should say, by the way, today, September 7th, is uh, Nani Monorail's birthday. Oh. So. Oh, happy birthday, Nani Monorail. Yeah. So we, we have to say that or else she will feel very sad that we forgot. We've never, we never forget Nani no. Monorail. Well, Monorail. And actually, Justin Monorail's birthday is Wednesday, September 9th. Yeah, but we're not celebrating that. Who cares? It's I'm an old man. birthday in September. That's you know why, because that means that babies were made around Christmas. Yeah. That's what it means. So to all of our listeners, congratulations and happy birthday this week. <laughs> yeah, and here are your birthday presents. We're going to start talking about some Disney news. Let's do it. We're going to do that, and then also today we're going to talk about the China Pavilion Ooh. in Epcot's World Showcase. But before we get there, let's start off with some headlines. I wanted to address this, because this is crazy. I didn't think it was possible. This was Labor Day weekend, the weekend that was. Universal actually reached its quote-unquote capacity on Saturday. What? All three parks were at capacity. Wow. Which I had posited Universal did not have a capacity limit. (laughs) But apparently I was wrong. But if you saw pictures from Universal, they kind of didn't have a capacity limit. They did. <laughs> they they reached I don't know it was like sometime around probably noon one o'clock they all like if you went on their app there was like a hundred and forty five minute wait for Shrek 4D oh, oh my god why and let me just tell oh. you the day that the kids and I went to the tribute store in the studios we were like let's ride something before we leave let's do something. There was no wait for Shrek 4D. I'd never done it before. McKenna, had you done it? No. Garrett had. Mm -hmm. So we were like, all right, let's go do Shrek 4D. I can honestly say that's one of the worst attractions I've ever experienced. I believe it. I've not done mm -hmm. it. It's garbage. It's awful. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a universal hater, but for real, it is terrible. Have you done it, Landon? Yeah, I did it the last time I was down in the parks, and it, it wasn't a walk-on, but it was like a 15-minute wait. It's like, okay, well, you know, it's 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 uh, indoors, and it's air-conditioned. We can sit down. Yeah, that that's that's not a great attraction. The fact that it was over a two-hour wait, maybe God really has abandoned us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sign of the times. <laughs> but for real, like, the, if you've never done it, if you've never experienced it, and I know there are people out there like, you're being a little bit harsh, Justin Monorail. Maybe, but here's the deal. The seats in the theater move violently. Like, it's not a little gentle move. They move violently. So, like, there's a couple times where, like, you get... I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, even though it doesn't matter. You get, a frog, you get hit by a frog's tongue, and it, like, you know, pulls you. The chair's thrust forward. Like, if you had back problems, that would have probably exacerbated the back problems. As somebody who does have back problems, yes, that totally exacerbates the, uh, the back problems. Yeah, and the whole time when the chairs are moving, there's a loud hydraulic sound Ooh. coming from the chairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then cat or team members are just casually walking in and out of the theater, open up the door. It's all lit up outside, ruining any kind of immersion that you have. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you kind of want to be out of it, though, so it's okay? <laughs> I guess. 
the story's okay, but it's it's kind of dumb. It doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense canonically yeah. in the Shrek universe. So anyway, hmm. all right. We've we've done our duty and said bad things about Universal. We can move on. <laughs> Check that off the box. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of capacity and trying to get people in the parks and things, Disney did announce just this last week there are some new resort discounts. And the reason that I wanted to share this was, number one, this is also showing that Disney's trying to still push very hard to fill those resort rooms um, and get people in the parks. But there's a couple things that stood out to me here. One of them is for Florida residents, the discount is we can get a 20% room discount at Vero Beach. Oh my God. So that's interesting. Those are where the turtles are. Yeah, they are. There's turtles over there. The Ninja Turtles. I said those are. That's where the turtles are. All the the turtles? turtles? Yeah. It's pizza time at Vero Beach. That's what Spider-Man says. <laughs> Are there rats? I don't know if there's rats. One let's not, in particular? Let's not. Maybe one. Splinter. Ratatouille. Remy the Remy. rat. Remy. Is that, yeah. Anyway, um, so I thought that was kind of interesting because I've never, I'm sure this has happened in the past, but I just thought, huh, that's not something that's ever come to my attention before. So. And then you thought, huh, maybe I should do that because I know Sam would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. You didn't think that, by the way. Twenty percent room discount at Vero Beach for most nights through September twenty seventh through November twenty first, and then November twenty seventh through December seventeenth. So basically, almost all of the rest of the year. Um, so that's kind of cool. But here's here's something I found pretty interesting: residents of Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. So basically, the Southeast. Save up to 30% on rooms at select Disney resorts. So basically what they're saying is, if you're in driving distance, here's a little incentive for you to consider coming on down. Yeah, but you don't have to. Yeah. 30% off select Disney resorts for stays most nights September 4th through the end of the year, like through Christmas Day. My joke totally fell flat. Listeners well, I wasn't laughing. done. <laughs> I wasn't done like explaining the situation before the color commentary came up. So you, you're right; you don't have to. But this is just another statement of like, obviously they're trying to get people to travel. They're not getting nearly the you know the business that they thought in the resorts. And here's something um, that they feel feel like might bring some people down to Florida. Just another. I mean, my I or I definitely was drawn to it when I saw that uh, being a resident of Tennessee would give me uh, some sort of discount. But that said, still not enough to be like, "Yep, I want to roll them dice and uh, head on down." Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, don't do it, people. You I wouldn't. De- you can decide <laughs> to not roll the dice. Yeah, it's okay. Let Florida people just hang out in their own yucky virus. Well, you know, Disney had already done, like, put out some pretty deep discounts for Florida residents at the re- at the resorts because they figure, well, people probably want to do staycations, but that, you know, is not getting them the kind of business they were hoping for either. So now, basically, they're extending that out and saying, if you live in this region, come on down. Now, if they were to implement the universal, uh, like, uh, Florida state resident pass, not florida state university a resident of the state of florida um where it's like buy one pass get a pass for the rest of the year Mm, i would think about that disney (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you're if you're practically giving away admission to your parks then i would consider rolling the dice yeah 
Well, when we were at Animal Kingdom Watch yesterday, there was no parking anywhere. Yeah, but again, it's Labor Day weekend. Uh, But still, no parking anywhere. People were waiting, like desperately watching for people coming out of doors, following them to get a parking <laughs> To spot. kill them. I mean, it, I, I do think Jay makes a good point, especially in the last story when we talked about how Universal and all three of their parks were at capacity. And like, I know you made reference to the Shrek 4D wait, uh, the the sto- uh, article you linked over that had a picture of people waiting for Jurassic Park. Like, it's it's literally w- shoulder to shoulder for as far as yeah. the eye could see. Like, I, so I do think the fact that it is a long weekend, it is that last in theory, hurrah for summer mm-hmm. before everybody gets back to their fall uh, schedule or whatever it's going to look like this year. I do think that has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. This is just a, this is kind of an anomaly weekend. This is a lot of kids will be back in school after this weekend is over. Um, you know, some kids have started already, but this is kind of the last long weekend before the holidays. So there's going to be fall break. It'll be interesting to see what happens at fall break time. But um, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's the case. It is. There's there's one more discount I wanted to talk about, one more offer. That is, uh, there's a $500, uh, up to a $500 savings on four-night, four-day room and ticket packages as well. So these are people who don't already have their tickets. Again, this is select resorts. You you know pick your room. You get the ticket package. You have to get the, um, I guess it's at least four days. And then you get your... Uh, you get the deal. Some of some of these exclude exclude certain resorts, but you know, it's just all of these are basically indications that yeah, Disney's still trying pretty hard to drum up business whatever way they can. And the discounts, 30% discounts pretty huge on a resort. That is mm-hmm. big. I have some good news again about things opening back up. Okay. You ready for this? Stitch. Stitch is it's back. Never coming back. There are some restaurants that are going to be opening up mid-September that up until this point had not opened up just yet. The first one at Hollywood Studios, Hollywood and Vine, is going to be opening up with Minnie's Seasonal Dining. So September 25th, it's going to get started again. And there are going to be characters walking around in the restaurant with their Halloween costumes on. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, the cool. picture of Minnie in her Halloween getup, that's a uh, it's a pretty cool costume. She a witch again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she has like the the web cape thing. Yeah. yeah. Looks awesome. Adorable. Yeah, so they'll be stopping by people's tables letting you take pictures with them. Um again, I think the way they've been trying to do these uh character meet and greets is like not encouraging people to get up and run around, but basically having the characters come to you and mm-hmm. you know, getting your pictures like that. Is Donald the devil again? I don't know. They didn't show Donald's costume. Was he the devil last year? On certain things, he was the devil. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe he will be. But um, Minnie, Minnie looks great in her Halloween costume, and I'm sure the rest of them will as well. Uh, the other thing coming back now, this is, this is interesting. Cinderella's Royal Table will reopen on September 24th, but no princesses. Oh. Hmm. Are they take, taking the price down a little bit? I would hope that they would. Now, the thing is, I bet it's because princesses don't wear masks. Princesses yeah. could wear masks. But they could. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They look they, adorable. Mm-hmm. They and they, they could set the example, too. I yeah. know. Little girls are wearing masks, so might as well set that example. I don't know why Disney ha- 
hasn't done that already. Cinderella's Royal Table is typically pretty high demand. It's hard to get a reservation there. It'll be interesting to see what the demand is like right now, considering you're only kind of getting the food and the environment. And it's a it's a cool looking place. I would I'd be interested to go there sometime. That's another one we've never done. Yeah, I'd like to go. But I'd like to go when the princesses are there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was about to ask, like y'all saying you've never done it. Would you want your first experience to be now that you have the opportunity to do so, or do you want to save that first experience and to get the whole shebang, so to speak? Oh yeah. I think I need to see how much the discount is for not having princesses. There. If there is, if one. there is a discount, and if there is not a discount, then I will be waiting for princesses. Yeah. So the, I, I think that makes sense. Both of those, uh, Hollywood and Vine and Cinderella's Royal Table, you can start booking starting September 11th. So oh, okay. mark the calendars if you guys are interested. Two other things coming back starting September 4th, which means they're already here. Our Gaston's Tavern is reopening at the Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Well, that's where people get that giant cinnamon bun and LeFou's brew. People love that kind yeah. of stuff. And, it, and it'll be nice because that area has been pretty dead since Gaston's been It's a good bathroom because of it. That's true. <laughs> the other thing it's is... It's always a good bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, but it was empty. Like, yeah, you could have had it to yourself. That's the best bathroom. <laughs> and then uh, ABC Commissary is eh. open again. Me. It, it's a fine place to get something to eat. It fills you up. Oh, exactly. I'm sorry. Sorry. My bad. It opens October 8th. So it's not open yet, but it liar. will be... I know. I'm such a liar. <laughs> On McKenna's birthday, you lie to her. You know, Liar. Setting a good example. What, what can I say? <laughs> In the same category of things coming back that have been gone for a while, we're getting three new booths to the Epcot Festival donut? lineup. No, not Donut. Oh. We're getting the Alps, Spain, and Block and Hans. You remember the Alps was where they had the little melty cheese they'd scrape oh, off with oh, the, yes. the knife? Yeah. Wait, didn't they have the deer stew there, or was that a different place? I don't remember where that was. But that was good. Bambi stew, I think they called it? Uh, yes. Bambi's, Bambi's mom. mom. Bambi's mom. You're right. Yeah. That is cruel. <laughs> Seasoned with the tears of children. <laughs> Ooh, salty. Yeah. Um, according to this allears.net article, though, the donut box flavor and flavors from Fire and Cool Wash will be coming back soon. Oh, good. So Cool Wash is where you got the customized slushies, yeah. Garrett, where you can put the candy in it. Donut box is where we got that. There was like a coffee cronut. drink that had a, a donut on top of it. It was a cronut. Like, that's like right next to the Cool yeah, Wash. Yeah, very close to Cool Wash. That's correct. And then flavors from Fire, which had some really good stuff last Heck year. Heck yeah, it did. It was so good. Meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> flame gr- flame broiled meat. You walk away and you smelled like smoky meat. It's Flavors from Fire where they I had like the, um, it was like the ESPN tailgate kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they had like a brisket sandwich. Ooh. <laughs> it's never a bad time for brisket. Never, ever. Yeah. So, I'm I, excited to hear that Donut Box is coming back because when I was down last time uh, and it was active, I got some tasty treat there that was just out of this world. I think it's like some blue flavored thing. It was really good. That was the um, <laughs> that was flavor. the Shut up, uh, berry mint julep thing. or It had bourbon in it, Landon. That okay. All right. Well, that might remember. But that might be why I can't remember yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a julep or something, or what was it? It had tea. Blue. 
No, shut up, McKenna. Yeah, it had blue flavor in it. it. But I remember it because it was delicious. And I think you and I got it together when you were here. Yeah, that sounds like something we would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two more quick ones. This one may not be as quick because we might have some opinions on this. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say this one. The next, the last one will be quick. Did you hear that they Disney announced this last week, the Polynesian um, opening of the resort proper? has been delayed until summer of 2021. Oh. And the reason is they're going to be refurbing a lot of the guest rooms with a style inspired by Disney's Moana. <gasps> what? Yes. Wait, what? Wait. Isn't that the Lilo and Stitch theme well, stuff? No, the rooms aren't themed Lilo and Stitch. They have the Lilo and Stitch characters at Ohana Breakfast. Uh-huh. But they're Polynesian as well. But they're going to theme the room... According okay. to this, with details, patterns, and textures from Disney's Moana. So I guess everyone should know, the reason why I don't know this is because my husband neglects me, and he still hasn't taken me to stay at the Polynesian. That's <laughs> <laughs> <was> true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I love Moana. How exciting. Yeah. Wait, they're, uh, I, Moana's Polynesian? Yeah. I yeah. thought they were Samoan. It's kind of like vaguely Polynesian. I thought they were Samoan. Well, you know, Samoan... It's it's all part of the South Seas, right? Yeah, but they are different. I think it's just like a culture based on the region. Okay. Yeah, I, it's not like a specific thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was just I, I me I don't know. I think it's fine. I don't care. Yeah, it's do not. I don't want. think it's meant to be. Um, It'll be fun for kids. Insensitive or anything. I think they're trying to be like generic and encompassing, inclusive of the South Seas. They and could call it the South Seas Home. What if they renamed it? People would the go South wild. South Seas Village Resort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We'd have to send uh, like people to check on the Dillos. I definitely think it's okay what they're doing because they're not like going over the top. Over the top, They're just putting like patterns yeah. and, and textures in there. Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think yeah. it's going to be all, like all of a sudden characters all over the room and stuff like that. Like that would that would be my one hesitation there. If it's done subtly and you know there's some nuance to it, I like Moana too, but I I really dig the Polly. Yeah. So my I guess my worst case scenario would be it turns into like art of animation character stuff. It's like like just oh, Moana yeah. everywhere. Right. It's, it, it's like you walk in and there's like a twelve foot hey hey right in your face. <laughs> or something. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the best argument why I I think Disney has shown us what they can do when they use inspiration from a movie to retheme something. As at a signature deluxe resort. Look at the Enchanted Rose. Do you yeah. feel like you're being slapped okay. in the face with Beauty and the Beast? No, but I do love it so much. It's awesome. and But mm-hmm. I love what they've done because they found elegant ways yeah. to incorporate the Beauty and the Beast style into that lounge. The chandelier, that's, that's her dress, so pretty. Yeah. You know what would be cool, though? But it would be over the top. But it would be fun. Um, if 12 you know, foot hey hey. 12 foot hey hey. <laughs> 12, go 30. 30 yeah. feet tall hey hey. Yeah. Um, no, what's the big rooms? The really big rooms that are expensive? Okay, like the you're talking about like concierge suites. Yeah, if they were like, oh, look, it's that crab from Moana's treasure room. <laughs> Ooh, <No>. okay. <laughs> and I'm back on board. Yeah. <laughs> the treasure room. The treasure room. I want to stay at the stay Polynesian, the and they have to wake me up with the Moana song every morning. How far I'll go. Yep. 
That'd be pretty cool. And then I'll probably wake up and be like, a love song is so sweet. Oh, my God. (laughs) No one can stop me either, Moana. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad because I feel like we're all, we all feel pretty positive that this is going to be fine. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. And it gives something, another element. I know some people will probably be really mad about it, though. Who are you talking about? Oh, um, I don't know. (laughs) It's like grumpy old people yeah grumpy bald people um (laughs) some some bald guy who wears cargo pants and hey whoa 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 don't you be bringing cargo pants into this conversation Cargo shorts are ugly Eh, incorrect yeah they're they're very useful it's funny justin has some cargo shorts i'm just gonna tell us real quick (laughs) he has some cargo shorts he was wearing the other day in the house and i was like you must have been a lot heavier when you bought these because it looks like you're wearing a dress. But the truth is, I bought those in high school when people used to wear big baggy cargo shorts, and that was cool. It cargo looks yeah. ridiculous. Cool. You They're, just say that cargo shorts have pockets and you don't. Ah, take here's that in your face. I actually, yeah. here's the deal. I actually do like cargo pants. I said pants in the beginning because they're longer and they have several pockets. So they kind of look like utility pants. And I think that's an interesting way to dress. Cargo shorts are ugly because they cut off like at the pocket at at the big cargo. Yeah. But see, I argue that the pants don't look right. I like the pants. I, I don't think the pants look right either. I like I like extra pockets on pants, not on shorts. Shorts shouldn't have pockets, really. You can take my cargo shorts off my cold, dead, sexy corpse. Okay, have fun being buried in cargo shorts. I hope when they find your body that you get clowned. Wow. Oh. Well, I'll be in the afterlife haunting you, so I don't care. By the way, you want to talk about people getting clowned? Who has green hair here, Bozo? <laughs> Listen, I get compliments on my green hair every it's true. single day. Do you? It's okay. That's yeah, like, oh, bless your heart. Look no, at your green hair. it's not that at all. People go out of their way to yep. come up to McKenna, and they're like, I love your hair. Did like, you it do happens that constantly. yourself? It looks amazing and stuff like that, and I'm like... It's actually gotten me used to people approaching me in public now. <laughs> she's like mm. she's like a, a B-list celebrity when she's walking around. Whatever you say, Harley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, now they, they do say there will be some changes to the great ceremonial house as well. This is kind of interesting. I think it's probably going to be more like making sure the patterns and the colors and things match what the rooms look like. It's not going to be, they're not redoing the lobby like they did just like, 10 years ago yeah so i think leaving the lobby the same is fine i like the lobby mm-hmm. has a very unique feel to it it's very yeah, good they should theme trader sam's as moana maybe they should put no. more water in the lobby <laughs> leave trader sam's alone i just kidding okay good that was a joke. did you say they need more water yeah well there used to be a big fountain there it was like rainforest themed and it was beautiful more water yeah. i'm always on board with more water. they replaced it with the um the statue of maui oh there's a statue of maui yeah the tiki they remember we've taken pictures in front of it it's right there in the middle of the lobby that was... that's maui but moana didn't come out 10 years ago it's not <laughs> it's not the moana character maui <laughs> Oh, Maui so, is a real character. Mau- it's, well, no, no, oh no. my God. No, no, no. He's a folklore. Yeah, Maui's a real. He's real. Yes. Polynesian God. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> it's okay, McKenna. I thought they made the Haunted Mansion after Eddie Murphy's movie. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> no. Yeah. I knew. I knew that. What is wrong with me? 
He's like, like Thor's been around for a hot minute. He didn't just show up when Chris Hemsworth decided. To oh my God! Him. So this is funny. Like at the Wait. Norway Pavilion in Epcot, they've got the um, the t- the temple that you can yeah, go into, the, and it says like Thor, and you know, North and people are like, oh, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> you uncultured swine. Oh God. Oh, God. That's good stuff. Mm. It just makes me happy that I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. You're not. <laughs> that was rough. That was a rough moment for me. I know stuff. Like, I know this stuff. What's wrong with me? You're getting old. Oh, God. Don't mm-hmm. mention it. I'm aging. Happy birthday. Okay. While we're piling on Jen and Frank, one last thing. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's specifically for Jen, probably. Disney had recently announced that they'd be reopening Jelly Rolls in October, but just this past week, the uh, according to the Jelly Rolls Instagram page, it's been postponed indefinitely. Oh, Scotty, too hotty, where you at? That's right. Uh, by the way, if he listens to this podcast, Jen has a huge crush on you. <laughs> hey, bus just threw her under it. <laughs> That's right. Well, if he listened to any of their episodes prior to the interview, he would have heard. (laughs) So, but anyway, it's sad, but it's also uh, just an opportunity to poke fun. It's a dueling piano bar. Yeah. At at the boardwalk, on the boardwalk. Dueling? Piano fights? To the death. Piano fights? It's true. What weapons do the pianos use? Or are the pianos the weapons? The pianos are the weapons. The pianos are the weapons. Oh my God, that's... Well, instinct kill, just drop it on them. You know that scene from Roger Rabbit where where uh, where, where Donald and Daffy duel? Exactly. That's like that. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Inspired by Ro- Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good movie. It is no, a it's movie. Uh, it, it, it's a bummer to hear that it's been pushed back, especially with the whole indefinite part that makes you kind of leery for the future. But at the same time, I kind of understand it because that was a very popular go-to place on the boardwalk, yeah. and when they're trying to encourage people not to gather in crowds having something like jelly rolls open i do think would be kind of counterproductive for that whole idea still still a bummer though yeah i totally agree it is sad it's just you ever feel like you're stuck on like a installation screen have you ever tried to install something on a computer and it starts like maybe i'm thinking back to the days when we used to use napster all the time when we had dial-up connections and we wanted to download a three and a half minute song and it was like this will be done tomorrow and that time just keeps like extending out. You're like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Then that's you what, found out it was a virus that, that yeah. you downloaded. That's what 2020 uh-huh. feels like. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking that's, of viruses. That's pretty spot on all around. God, you're old <laughs> talking about dial-up and Napster. Napster. And then we had to move to LimeWire. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, shout out to Kazaa. I was a Kazaa man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did that for a while, too. It was a minefield of viruses, just like 2020. Yep. No uh-huh. And every song was either by Metallica or Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> yeah. Every song. <laughs> it's true. But man, did I download a lot of the- It was always great. You'd start like three or four song downloads. You'd go to bed, wake up the next day, and two of them were done. And you were like, yay! Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Sometimes this is I what the future is going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get greedy and I do like five songs at once and it take three days. <laughs> it was crazy. I All- go on to the YouTube and I press the button and the song plays. <laughs> I know it's you have no idea how crazy that sounds to like mm-hmm. if you were to tell that to us back in 94, 95. When yeah. we, 
like that one day you'd be able to click and it would play instantly. Because what I used to do, I would start the download. And then when it was like at 20%, I was like, oh, I could listen to part of the song. And I would hit play and it would play like the first 40 seconds of the song. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to have that whole song. Oh <laughs> yeah. See, your dad had a computer way sooner than I did because I would put a cassette tape in the radio and wait for a yep. song to start playing. Mm-hmm. And I'd hit the record button. You well, have to hit play and record at the yeah. same time. Same time. And record it up from the radio so I could play it in my oh, car. Oh, of course I did that too. Yeah, but I did that, that was in 98. <laughs> oh, well. The only issue with that is you'd have some DJ be like, hey, yeah, c- keep awesome. it locked right here. Fourth caller's going to get tickets to Super Trip, but right now here's core. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly it. Trying to hit the post. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what they would do. Um, so anyway, Napster. Good times. Yeah. Not according to Metallica. No. They and, now, and we should angry. also probably clarify, we here at the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast do not advocate downloading illegally copyrighted stuff. It's true. It's just Don't too do easy it. to get it from streaming services now. <laughs> yeah, nowadays you just listen to it on YouTube. Yeah. You don't need to own mm-hmm. it. That's yeah. true. YouTube's free. Yeah. So Unless you're a sucker that paid for YouTube Red. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't pay for YouTube. But... You probably did it back in those days so you could watch Cobra Kai, which is now available on Netflix. Yep, there I you go. I never paid for YouTube Red. I know. Don't point Someone at out me. there did. All right, let's take a break. We're der- derailed from Disney at this point. <laughs> so we're going to take a break. When we come back, it's time to talk about the China Pavilion. Yay! So keep it locked right here on WMMM. Welcome back to the monorail. This is DJ Kroots on the ones. T- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to stick with keep it. Keep going. Keep going. So let's talk about China, guys. It is time. <laughs> it's time to continue our virtual stroll around Epcot's World Showcase. We're getting close. We've made it to China. There's only a couple left after this. Norway and uh, Mexico, right? Yeah. So we're wrapping it up. And by the way. We're, we're hitting all the good ones. These are It's going to be hard to rank these next several, so we'll see how it shakes out. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. China. China is awesome. It's, I used to think if you dig straight down, you'd make it there. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. If cartoons taught us anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I don't suggest you try that. I suggest you just visit the China Pavilion in Epcot's World Showcase. Or China. Let's start by talking about how it looks, what it looks like from the outside, the architecture. You know that big archway, the big gate that you walk through as you kind of head towards that temple in the back of the pavilion? That is a triple arched ceremonial gate patterned after the Temple of Heaven in Beijing. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. It is. It's true. This is going to be... A little more. Remember, as we talked about Germany, we said it was kind of more like vague representations of different regions of Germany, and there were reasons for that. This stuff is going to be more in specific. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
But it's awesome. Like the gate, very picturesque. Right there, just past the gate, there's kind of an open area where they typically have the Chinese acrobats come out and perform. Yeah, they're awesome, too. Yeah, they're not doing that right now because no. that would cause a crowd to gather. COVID. Yeah, and they, I mean, yeah, they're way too close to each other doing all the, the flipping and the their different stunts that they do, so they can't do that right now. But just past that, they've got a garden that... A couple was it last year or year before where they had all the different um, Chinese zodiac signs they represented do that every year. Is it for flower and garden they do it? Um, I'm not sure why they do it, but it is every year that they do it. Well, so far that I've seen. Well, anyway, they had like the Chinese zodiac signs represented in like little topiary things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm a snake. Mm. Yeah, and it was very cool. Uh, there's like ponds and waterfalls and little footbridges. It's very lush and pretty. Garrett's a dog. Garrett's a dog. I am. I thought him and I were the same. No, wait. You guys are both rooster. roosters. Oh, You're yeah. a dog. Am I? One that, of us is a dog, and sense. it's not me. It makes sense. We're still talking about Chinese zodiac signs, or yes. are you just insulting us? I'm just point? insulting you guys at this point. <laughs> mm, that's what I thought. You called yourself a snake. Okay, but it's true. Well, then, okay. So the temple, by the way, that you go into is the temple of heaven. It's a replica of the temple of heaven. When you first walk in, there's kind of a big domed area. It reminds you of like the Capitol building or like in the America Pavilion, they have a similar kind of a, um, what would you call it? It's like a circle lobby, lobby area. I have, there's another word for it. If you were waiting for the American Adventure show, you're standing in this area where, you know, it's got this domed roof where you can stand kind of in the middle and whisper and people can hear you. The same thing in Mm -hmm. the Temple of Heaven. It's very acoustically tuned so that like sounds can carry and then like as you pass through there that's where there's like a little waiting area with a lot of benches uh where you can wait for the circle vision film reflections of china i think i've seen that before but it's been a long time i've seen it a couple times now i don't know if i've seen it hey landon are you 83 85 oh geez really yeah wow i look older than i actually am thanks sam well, no, I thought you were just really close in age to me and Justin, but um, you are still, but just a little further out. Ballparkish. Your zodiac sign is an ox. I'll take it. Uh-huh. I've been told I can drink like an ox, so that only feels appropriate. <laughs> so that's pretty awesome. Okay, and sorry. I have broad shoulders too. <laughs> yeah, At least that's what they told me when I played football. So, so as we continue around the courtyard outside, there is there are two Chinese restaurants there. Um, one's a quick service, one's a table service. And then there's a large shop, which I love the Chinese shop. There's so much cool stuff in there. Yeah, I um, think it's cool. A lot of really cool things to see. Did you love the quick service? No, I've said in the past I don't really like that yeah, quick service restaurant. Yeah, the quick service reminds me. It's like I can get this at any food court in a mall or something like that. Yeah, it's not my favorite. It's Best ca- Chinese food in the area, though. It's called, I don't know. It's called the Lotus Blossom Cafe. And... I don't know. It's, it's just not great. We've tried it. I, I've had it now a couple of times, and I just haven't really enjoyed Mm-mm. what I've gotten from there. Yeah. Um, I've never been to Nine Dragons, which is the full-service restaurant. I hear it's good. Now, Frank will tell you. We've mentioned him already. Let's just keep talking about Frank Cardillo. Okay. <laughs> He'll tell you when he was a cast member at Disney, he would actually drive backstage at Epcot to get takeout from Nine Dragons because it was the best Chinese food in the area. I mean, wow. I if 
the quick services Indian any indication as to what they do at the restaurant, I just I'm a little reluctant to spend money yeah, there. I have a feeling it's better than that. I, I'm I'm similar to Sam's mindset. If if the if the fast service kind of sets the table, I don't know if I want to go and sit down at said table and spend more money. Yeah. I understand. I, just, I don't know. I mean there are payways around here. They're payway isn't great. I don't really like payway. I, like payway. I like payway. I like. I think it's funny when people call it peewee. Yeah. <laughs> I do enjoy that. Or PF Chang's is is decent too. Yeah, I can eat their their lettuce wraps for days. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of the things I do miss, if you remember, when you would go into the China Pavilion, there was a museum area where you could actually see a replica of the Terracotta Army. Do you remember that? I oh, remember, I remember it, that. and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gone. I'm really sad that that's gone. Yeah, that was kind of cool. It's very impressive. Yeah. Or rather, I guess it was very impressive. Yeah, it was just kind of like a scale, like miniaturized version of the, the Terracotta Army. And man, it was just such a cool thing to see. But now in that space, which is kind of connected to the waiting area for the Reflections of China, they've got other things to see. It's like a... Dude, Isn't it like Shanghai, like Shanghai Disneyland? Yeah. It is. They've got a lot of Shanghai Disney Disneyland stuff in there. Mm. Showing you what's going on over there. Yeah. Trying to get you to go to Shanghai. Mm. A little shameless self-promotion for Disney. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like, you, you already got our money, Disney. We're already in the door. Well, Don't have basically, to continue to shield to us. It's funny because I feel like the um, World Showcase Pavilions, p- part of the point of them is like, Come visit here, and then it'll it'll entice you to go visit China, right? So they're like, come visit China, but also go to Disneyland while you're there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would do that, but I, uh, I would too. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. If I'm going to China, I'm going to Shanghai Disneyland. It's no going to happen. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. So it's funny that we would do that, but we absolutely would do that. Um, I want to talk about Reflections of China for a minute. So this film, it actually started in um, 2013, I think, if I remember correctly, looking at the notes. Let me just verify. Uh, Reflections of China. Yes. May 22nd, 20, or 2003. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. 2003. So it's 17 years old, which I guess is pretty old at this point. Yeah, a little bit. But it seems older. Yeah. Like, if you if you go watch it, like... The quality of the film and just the way, like, it could be the projectors, possibly. Like, maybe they need to upgrade to digital projectors or something. But it just feels like it was more like early 90s, maybe, or 80s. I do want to say, speaking on the digital uh, projections, according to our notes in 2017, it was updated with a uh, brand new digital camera system. So maybe maybe that helps. But at the same time, I'm sure you've seen this new yeah. updated edition. So Clearly, it didn't make that big of an impact. Yeah, we've gone in the, in the last year. So, and I, I went most recently. There was a day I went to Epcot all by myself. Oh. And I went and watched Reflections of China that day because it started to rain, and I was like, "Here's a good place to go hide from the rain." Yeah, it's it's just it feels now like it needs an update. I think it's a it's very beautiful. It's a beautiful film. It shows you a lot of. It shows you the cities, like the big cities in China. It shows you the nature that you can see in China, um, a lot about culture. It's it's really, really cool. I just think similar to what they did with the, I hesitate to say, with the Canada film. It just needs an update. Yeah, I get that. At this the point. Canada film was fine. They didn't need to update it. They didn't need to get rid of Martin Short. They didn't need to get rid yep. of Martin Short. Yeah. Maybe he was too expensive. You think they were still paying him? It's probably just like a... 
No, I'm saying he was too expensive to, to bring redo back it. and to redo it. Well, then they got Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. Uh, you, they paid two people who were pretty famous yeah. instead of one. And Eugene Levy seems like a really expensive guy. I bet he is. <laughs> I don't know. I wish, I'll, I'll tell you this, I probably would have enjoyed it if they'd done it as their characters from Schitt's Creek. Oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> uh, that would have been great. That would have been amazing. You know what? Let Dan do it. Let Dan Levy do it. Yeah, yeah. he's awesome. I would like to hear his version of O Canada or Canada Far and Wide. Anyway, uh, Shit's Creek's great. Go watch it. I love it. Yeah. But back to China. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've never done Nine Dragons. We've talked about how the Lotus Blossom Cafe, not our favorite. Like, what what do you think are the highlights of the pavilion for you guys? The tea cart. Oh, Joy of Tea. Good call. (laughs) Um, Their seasonal food bun. Yeah. They they always have good festival booths. Yeah. Their festival booths are awesome. There was oh my god what which festival it was it it wasn't the most recent bun it was bef- festival of the before arts it it was before the coronavirus hit it was right before because that's flower and garden yeah that got interrupted by the virus and it was like there was meat with red sauce on it <laughs> I want to know what it was it was delicious and amazing well that's too like in the China Pavilion is where you would get the that cotton candy that they were making into those really oh, cool, yeah. really cool mm-hmm. shapes. It was when they were doing the sugar design. Oh yeah, the candy. Garrett yeah. got one that looked like a rooster. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz mm-hmm. he's a rooster. Yeah. Um so it's really cool like very artful. Mm-hmm. Um four words, tipsy ducks in love. <laughs> right? Yep. It's crazy. I'm just telling you guys. I know that like all I do is talks about talk about Tipsy Ducks and Love on this podcast. We should change it to the Tipsy Ducks and Love podcast. <laughs> oh my God. But you want a good deal on a drink. Drinks in Epcot are expensive. You want to feel like you get your money's worth? They are heavy-handed with that bourbon. Yeah, they are. I remember the first time I had one, I was, uh, I was in Epcot with you. You're like, here, try this drink. And it's like, okay, I'll take a sip. I'll take another sip. Okay, this is mine now. <laughs> and I just, I, I, I straight up stole your drink. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll go buy you one. But yeah, uh, probably my favorite drink in all of Epcot. It's so good. I mean, I tried, but the texture, the consistency of it after the milk starts to clabber just really bothers me. <laughs> okay, one, you just wanted to use the word clabbered again. And two, don't let it clabber. Just drink it all. Drink it yeah. fast. Yeah. It, it, it was gross. I like going into the the shop in China because I always like looking at the like they've got really cool like jade carvings and um, like all the different like Buddha statues and artwork that they have. And they've got good like you can get Chinese snacks in there like you can in Japan and different places. Now, a long time ago, they used to sell these. my, My mom actually asked me about this recently, which is why I'm thinking about it. They used to sell these cork carvings in like these glass cases they looked like they were in an aquarium and they were like landscapes with like different chinese like architecture and and they were just carved out of cork and they were really really cool and intricate and we had one for a very long time growing up but i don't think they sell those anymore but like it's it's stuff like this like stuff that you know authentic kind of things that you could get from like chinese sculptors creators different things it's it's cool. I mean, that is I, cool. I think, you know, we've, we've said this probably about all the pavilions, but just that commitment to authenticity that you see is it's consistent across the pavilions, you know, mm-hmm. and it's 
part of why the World Showcase is so amazing. Now, you can also meet characters in the Chinese Pavilion Mulan. because Mulan will come out occasionally and say hi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just learned, I don't think I've ever seen him, but Captain Lee Shang comes out as well. Sometimes. I've never seen him. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I've never seen him either. That's possible. Uh, Mulan meets over in the garden kind of area. You can go get a picture with her. Now that they've got the little Mushu that sits on your shoulder, a lot of times you'll see cast members in the Chinese pavilion wearing Mushu on their shoulder. Yeah, it's That's cute. Fun. Hmm. Garrett has a Mushu. Yeah, he recently got that guy. Yeah. It's all good stuff. Good reasons to visit China. I don't know. Like for me, if we're going to start to think about rankings, it's going to be difficult because I think it's going to be pretty high on my list. I'm just going to say, let me pull up my notes so I can refresh myself. Okay. But I can tell you that I am probably going to want to put it pretty high up. So mine, I've got Japan, Morocco, America, UK, Canada, Germany, Italy, France. That's my ranking right now. I think I would put Japan, or sorry, I think I'd put Japan first, which is what I did. Yes. I think I would put China over America. I think I'll go Japan, Morocco, China. Wow. That's pretty high. But I I think it's awesome. Like, I love hanging out in China, and I got to tell you, tipsy ducks in love. I mean, I guess. (laughs) Garrett, China first (laughs) place for you, along with all the others? Yeah. Okay, great. Updating (laughs) Garrett's list. Tied for first with Mm -hmm. all the others. What do you think, Landon? Um... For me, China is kind of just a stopover. It's like I stop there to get my tic, uh, tipsy duck, and then I just kind of move on. Mm. So based on the strength of that drink alone and the lacklusterness of the quick service, and it's like I, I haven't seen reflections in China, so I really can't weigh in on it. Uh, it's going to come in at number five for me. So okay. uh, uh, bottom to top, I got uh, USA, Canada, Morocco, Italy, then China, Germany, France, UK, Japan. Yep. Got it. Okay. Who's next? You, what, birthday girl goes last. What okay, do you think? Will you read my list? Yes. You got Japan, Germany, Morocco, France, Italy, Canada, America, UK. Behind Canada. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like the Chinese pavilion. I think it's really pretty. I like the acrobats. The drink um, that I get... I've, I've been getting like either the gingerita mm-hmm. or like there's like a, a mango drink. Um, they're a little they too have kung fu punch. I can't drink that because it has pineapple. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, it'll kill you. Yeah, it's a little too sweet for me, but it's it's okay, you know. But um, the food isn't my favorite there. The festival booth I like, but that's not always there and it changes. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a little low for me. Okay. Okay. I think we have to try nine dragons at some point. Yeah. That's a lot of dragons. It is a lot of dragons. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Kenna. I don't know my list. Japan, Germany, Morocco, America, Italy, Canada, France, UK. I'm going to put it after Canada. Okay. down. So that's pretty far down your list, too. Well, yeah, I... I kind of, if the festival booth isn't there, I kind of just walk past it because I always forget about the shop. Mm. I just think it's gorgeous to look at. Like, it's so, it's so pretty. It is very pretty. But I always fly past it to go to Mitsukoshi. Yeah, well. Plus, I mean, like, China is pretty, but haven't we said that about every other world showcase 
I mean, well, that's, kind of, that's, that's kind of the point. It's supposed to be very visually engaging and stuff like I that. I guess so. that's true, but I don't think um, the America Pavilion is particularly pretty. America's boring. No. Like, uh-huh. it, is, it, it is. is just America. And UK, like, I wouldn't call that one pretty. No. The garden's kind of nice, like, in the back. Canada's pretty. Yeah, for sure. Pretty. Mm-hmm. I really. Germany's not necessarily pretty. I think it's kind of. Pretty. I think it's pretty. Mm. I like the clock. I really <laughs> like um, how Chinese people appreciate red and gold so yeah. much together. Like I think those colors mm-hmm. complement each other yeah. so well. Well, those are. It's a lucky color. They're yeah. lucky. Red's lucky for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, one of our really good friends um, had a Chinese wedding. And it was really pretty. It was beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. And, you know, we got to buy, like, the little lucky cards to give them mm-hmm. to celebrate their wedding. I forgot about that. That was yeah, cool. that was neat. It was yeah. just fun. So. Yeah, that was that was very, very nice. I, I, I think it's one of those countries that, like, the traditions are, are really very interesting. Like, the culture is really mm-hmm. rich. Rich. There you mm-hmm. go. It's very rich. Yeah. So. Like. Red and gold. (laughs) (laughs) Silver and gold. Okay. Very good. That's awesome. So we just have two left then. Down to Norway and Mexico. Don't forget that you walk through uh, an area that's sort of like Africa. Yeah, I know what you're saying. (laughs) The the outpost, like, should we... I don't know that we should... Because there's not really anything to rank there. Uh, you them can, drums. You the drums are cool. Drums. You can't do that yeah. right now. And oh, you, oh, man. <laughs> kids climb on that bus. And what bus? Isn't what? it like a bus or something that kids what climb bus? on? What bus? Oh, come on! Look at the picture. You it's, come on. I don't know what bus you're talking about. <laughs> it's like a like a mini bus. A like mini a bus? Tourist. People are climbing on stuff. What? Like I a tourist bus. I remember a bus. What, what's uh, it called? The outpost? I don't remember there being a bus there. Yeah. It's something like I do remember the drums, though. Yeah, the drums, because usually people are banging on those things. You can hear them from a mile away. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know, but they also, like, at the little food stand they have there, they have these little pockets of, um, like, meat and potatoes, mm-hmm. and it tastes good. Maybe I'm thinking of boxes. There are boxes. I don't call those a bus. And you're not allowed to climb on the boxes. Well, I just see little kids climbing on top of stuff. (laughs) And maybe I thought it was a bus. You know what? (laughs) I could have sworn I'm looking. I'm looking for a picture. Somebody help me here. There isn't. Nope. Keep digging. This is great. There is no bus. Whatever. So, anyways, I don't think we'll do its own segment for the. The outpost. Well, it's not an official pavilion. It may not be, but um, it looks like a bus, and kids climb on it. Oh. <laughs> no, it no, isn't it's a bus. <laughs> no, and I don't think kids climb on that. Before we totally wrap up for the day, I wanted to share. We received a couple of voicemails this week. Oh, from our Monday morning monorail family out there in the you know social media verse and in the in, in the listener group. <laughs> wow, yeah. Well said. Well, so last week I did an episode all by myself, and I chose to talk about Galaxy's Edge, the year that has been. We were celebrating the one-year anniversary of Galaxy's Edge, and I shared what I thought about it, and you know, basically how I thought the execution was, and if I what I liked, what I thought they missed on that sort of thing. And I asked people to call in and tell us what they thought. So guess what? We did get a couple of voicemails. 
And I'm going to share them with you right now. So the first one we got was from our friend Donna, who I don't think she's called in before. This might be the first time she's called in. If she has before, I apologize. I don't remember. It's been a while. But uh, she called in. And she's, see, she's more West Coast. She's over, I don't know if she lives in California. She might live in California. But she typically goes to Disneyland. So her perspective is a little bit different. She's talking about the Galaxy's Edge over there. She's also one of the nicest people ever. She is. She's super nice. Very supportive of the show. And here is what she said. Hi, Justin. Just heard your show today and love everybody. Love the show. It's great. I'm Donna from California, and I don't know a lot about Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, and all of that, but the park out here at Disneyland is the one I've been to. I haven't been to the Florida park yet to see yours, but I do like it. It's very nice. I think what's old looks new and it's a great addition to both parks in my opinion just thought i'd call in and let you know i have gone on the millennium falcon but never made it on rise of the resistance yet but i hope to do that in an upcoming trip to florida anyway you all take care again love the show bye oh so yeah, it is a good addition. She's right. <laughs> and whenever you come, well, they have rides over and uh, you got to ride it. It's so much mm-hmm. fun. You got to make it happen. It's a game changer for mm-hmm. sure. Rise is amazing. Yep. Truly I love is. something she said. It's like what what is old looks new. And I do think that is one of the strengths of Galaxy's Edge. It's like you can tell it's a new addition to the park, but at the same time, it still has that aged feel right. that I think the uh, the Imagineers were going for. So that's a good point from Donna. Yeah, Star Wars always has looked very lived in. This, mm. is one of, this is one of the reasons that for me it was difficult, not that I want to get on a rant right now, but it was difficult to connect to the prequels because the prequels looked so shiny and new a lot yeah. of times. Um, oh, good grief. But Star Wars is like <laughs> a lived in, rugged, like dirty galaxy. And that's what Galaxy's Edge looks like. Mm. So I do. I love that. It's a very good take. Okay. The next one comes from our friend Theme Park Rob, who apparently was <laughs> having some technical issues. So this, the one I'm going to play you is take two of his voicemail. He said that when he kept trying to leave a voicemail, suddenly one of our episodes would start playing. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like talking over it. So I don't, oh. I don't know what was happening to him. That's awesome. Yeah. Very underhanded way to get those uh, episode numbers. <laughs> right. up, dude. I appreciate it. <laughs> Call the number. It counts for a download. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here is theme park, Rob. Take two. Hey there. Mon- Monday morning monorail family. This is theme park, Rob. I just wanted to weigh in on the uh, Galaxy's Edge uh, conversation that uh, Justin Solo had on his show this past week. I think Galaxy's Edge was a foul ball. It made contact, but it wasn't a wasn't a clean hit. There are so many things that they could have possibly done differently, but I think they wanted to get the park open because they were right on the heels of California, of uh, Disneyland opening. So, they're, you know, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. I don't follow it. But I am becoming more interested in it just because of Galaxy's Edge. Smuggler's Run, I think, is a home run. Rise of the Resistance is a grand slam. As simple as that. Um, but as far as being the immersive part, 
you know, collecting the information uh, through the data pad and everything. Uh, I think that probably got cut short a little bit with the coronavirus coming in. So let's just give that time. Um, maybe they were still trying to collect data. So hopefully something will work out with that. All right, before I get cut off, I want to say thanks. I love the show, and I will talk to you again soon. Hold on. <laughs> so Rob took my job. <laughs> That's not, that kind of rhymes. He took but your job. He took my job of stirring the pot. You're not allowed to do that. That's me. <laughs> Only I can say things that make Disney fans irritated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, I honestly, though, I don't agree that it was a foul ball. I think it's immersive when you walk in. I get pretty excited. And I was excited whenever it was just Smuggler's Run. Then when they opened Rise, that was really cool. But... For me, it was all about, like, well, the Ronto wraps were awesome, like, walking around getting blue milk. I like blue milk, you know, and seeing the ships So, um, and the droids. Yeah. So, for me, I was already in it. It's interesting perspective from someone who's not really a Star Wars fan. Ah, yeah. I mean, and that's something you got to factor in. And, by the way, I think that's part of why Disney made the choice to make this a place that was not from a specific film. Yeah. Okay. Like more accessible to everybody, maybe? Yeah. I I think that Rob should get into Star Wars because it's <laughs> get awesome. Get into it. Get into <laughs> Become it. Become one of us. I love Star Wars, but I am a data pad fiend. You are. I love doing the missions on the data pad. I love running around. Um, I want more with the data pad. Mm-hmm. For sure. I want my... Re- I am a first order... What am I? I'm a captain. You're a captain, yeah. Um, and I want that. I want people to be like, "Uh oh, here comes the first order captain." You want to be addressed. I want to be captain. addressed as a first order yeah. captain by cast members because I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. And that was something that was talked about. So I hope that the data pad gets expanded on. Yeah, I really do. But I like what they have. It's fun for me. Garrett, what do you think? You didn't really get to weigh in on this. I definitely think it's a very immersive park, and I gave it. A very good review because I went there and I ate a Ronto wrap and that was really tasty. <laughs> but they took away the sour sarlacc. That makes me angry. I don't like that because that was a really good drink. Yeah, it is. It stinks that they removed some of that stuff. <laughs> I I totally understand. So Rob is a big fan of Smuggler's Run. He's a big fan of Rise. He likes the rides, but he just feels like the land just isn't totally perfectly executed. I mean, I kind of get it. Here's what I think. Especially if you come from the Grand Avenue way and you go through the tunnel. I feel like that transition from Grand Avenue to Batu is very effective. Like the music hits you and all of a sudden you're on another planet. And if you've ever been in Galaxy's Edge and you hear the sounds of the spaceships flying over and you either mm. look you either look up or duck. Or duck. Yep. Every dang time it gets me. That's pretty immersive. Yeah. I always look up. Yeah. Yeah, I always look up too. I'm like Space? Spaceship? Aren't they planning on like getting like drones? Of- they actually, yeah, there was. They some had sort it. Of- they had it for the opening night, but but we when we were there on the opening day, they didn't have them running. So I don't know if that's going to be a thing that goes forward. Which I mean, it's like I I don't agree on the immersive point that Rob made, but I do think that he did have something 
when he said it was a foul ball. Mm-hmm. If he said this, it was before Rise opened because like like we were there for day one and I did feel like it, it was totally immersive. I felt like we were like not only in a theme park, we were in a different part of the yeah. galaxy. But I do think that it felt incomplete. There was a hole mm-hmm. missing in that whole experience. So now that Rise is open, I like like top top notch marks from me. But it's like I I do think he makes a good point when he talks about the data pad. I know McKenna is a is a big uh, data pad proponent, but it's like a lot of what was told and pitched to us at the beginning they haven't followed through. Yeah. So I would like to see more of that. And like uh, you made reference on the episode last week, it's like we were told droids were just going to be wandering around Galaxy's Edge. I mean, I don't know how logistically possible that is, but I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I would like to see that. There's definitely... I still... Disney, we're throwing ideas here, you know? <laughs> like, I want a bunch of First Order officers standing... Of course, this has to wait till like, after COVID. But standing together um, in front of Kylo's ship, you know? And, like, he walks down... And with like Huxley, and they give like Huxley. this. Isn't that his name? His name's Hux. It's not oh. Huxley. Whatever. Huxley. I thought I thought it was Huxley. And they I just think, call him Hux. I think it's uh, no. I think you're conflating. He's a Weasley, um. and it's Hux <laughs> because he is a Weasley, but it's General uh, Hux. Apparently, I'm not the biggest Star Wars nerd. Like hey, I was with you, Sam. It's fine. <laughs> so Hux walks down with Kylo and gives like a big speech, you know, and they're like cheering. Like, I want that. I want to watch like the first order, like do their whole, like Nazi stuff. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that. What it is. Propaganda speech. How about that? A propaganda speech. I definitely want those. I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think it would be cool to have more stuff like that. Like Jay made reference to, uh, I guess it was, around the opening or uh, when rise opened that like Kylo and the first order would fight like Chewie and Ray. And it was mm-hmm. like a, like a stunt show. Yeah. I, I would love to see yes. more of that. Yes. Like, like, like talking about the full immersion, like, like you really want to get the struggle between the resistance and the first order. I mean, have stuff like that. I do like the fact that they got stormtroopers walking around and they have like 15 canned lines and they can harass you and stuff like that. But like, I, I think they could do more. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they have space to do more. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And more with baby Yoda. We need more baby Yoda. No. More. Yes. No. Yes. Oh I will die gosh. for the baby Yoda. No. What if they had the Mandalorian walking around with baby Yoda? I would cry. Mm-hmm. I would cry in front of everyone. I'd be Thank like, you. Oh, Thank you. Totally. By the way, Mandalorian season two dropping October thirtieth on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. They could have Mando walking around. They, they could, could totally, do that. they could totally do it because it's like the Muppet Labs thing that was like going around, and they would have a cast member walking around with the little Muppets Mobile Lab thing. Yeah. So they just have a Mandalorian walking around with a little baby Yoda pod. If that happened, I'd, I'd be like, "Oh my god, it's number one dad!" You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I do want to say, too, there were some people that retweeted our episode last week, and in the retweet, they gave us their opinion on Galaxy's Edge. Let me let me just say, I appreciate that, because I always appreciate you guys retweeting the episodes, but it makes it hard for me to find when I'm trying to like give you guys props and shout-outs for doing that. So, here's what I ask. If you want to give us feedback or interact on the topic of the show, comment on the post. <laughs> I love your retweet. I need you to retweet the episode, but comment on my post or talk to us on the 
Monday Morning Monorail Family Facebook group because it's much easier for me to find those. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I'm not. I I'm never going to turn away a retweet. I love it when you guys retweet the episode. It means so much. But I also have trouble finding it because so I'm old. So ungrateful. Old. Hashtag old. So ungrateful. <laughs> Even older this week, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Woo. So. 38's coming. Yeah. I know. I'm looking forward. I'm marching proudly to 38. We did get, by the way, on the Monday Morning Monorail family group on Facebook, Matt, our favorite WDW security guard, weighed in. Oh, The Matt yeah. DeLorean? The Matt DeLorean, yeah. Hashtag find Matt. He said, just finished the new episode. I have to say that I absolutely love Galaxy's Edge. Everything everything from the food to the landscape to the citizens of Batuu, he's biased, makes you feel <laughs> like you're a part of the Star Wars universe. The first time I walked into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, I actually had to stop and catch my breath. It was, it was emotionally overwhelming. And when I saw the Millennium Falcon, I stopped and actually cried. I've grown up a Star Wars I've grown up with Star Wars and have seen every single movie in the theater. The land is a home run and I hope they make it even better than it already is. Keep up the good work, Monorail family. Love all y'all. Oh, and he also has a lovely lady who works there. That's what I'm saying. That's What's why up, he's Sarah? he's biased towards the citizens of Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Just a little bit, but that's okay. But at the same time, the citizens of Galaxy's Edge are awesome. Like, every one of them has their backstory down pat. Like, I remember when I was standing in line for Rise of the Resistance, I was talking to a cast member, and it's like, everything I'd throw at her, she had she had something that yeah. she, she could counter with. And it's like going in uh, Oga's cantina. It's yeah. like the bartender the same way. It's like like... That immersion that I really like. Oh, one of my favorites, and we've told this story on the podcast before, was when Frank and I went the next day um, after after opening day. We were in the droid factory talking to one of the citizens of Batu in the droid factory, and she was just fawning over Kylo Ren. She was like, did you know he's here? He's actually here now. And I've seen him. I talked to him. And she was like, I don't know. He's... He's pretty cool. <laughs> wow. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, one more shout out. Jeff Burkett. He, he chimed in on the Galaxy's Edge topic as well. And he said, um, can't wait to take our next trip. Of all the advice from all the Disney podcasts I listened to before our last trip, the one I didn't heed but wish I had was to slow down and take it all in. We definitely, well, I, because I was ultimately the family's tour guide, fell into the trap of rushing from attraction to attraction to get as much in as necessary. Our Galaxy's Edge visit was probably 20 minutes tops because I had no. picked up an extra fast pass for Toy Story Mania just ahead of our Oga's reservation. So my wife and I had to power walk from Toy Story Land, find Oga's to make it in time. Hey, there's the Falcon. Cool. Let's go. Then we single rider line smugglers run and hightailed it back to Tower of Terror for my next fast pass. I had grabbed while in Toy Story Mania. Sigh. The plight of the once every other year tourist. And Jeff, as I said when I responded to you, don't steal my content for my upcoming book. Slow down when you're in Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I'm going to be the anti of all the tourist books that you read that's like, you've got to plan it all out and rope drop and stay till the end and get your fat. No, 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 no. You're going to get your money's worth by just enjoying it. Slow down. Take it all. Stroll through the parks. Look up. Look down. Look at everything. Smell. Let all, Engage all of your senses because there's so much to take in. 
it's like when we're walking through Galaxy's Edge, how many people look down and notice there's like droid prints and random animal footprints in Galaxy's Edge? Because they're there all yeah. over the place. I yeah. was doing one of the data pad things. I was hacking one of the things. So it was making all the noises and someone came up and they're like, what are you? Are you doing yeah. that? They had no clue. Yeah. You were, you were tuning one of the antennas. No, and wh- no, no. I, it was by the bathroom. Yeah. That's an antenna by the bathroom. It was a box. Okay. Oh, you were hacking that. You're right. One, okay. Sorry. Yes, that. But that one wasn't making as much noise. No, but they saw me do it. Yeah, and came over and asked what you were doing. Yeah. But what happens too is when you do hack the antennas, they actually do yeah, make they noise. Make so much noise while you're doing it, and people are like, "What is going on?" And I'm spinning while yeah. someone. <laughs> Um, there's a there's a probe droid hanging in that courtyard where that big antenna it is, and up. when you hack that probe droid, it lights up and makes noise. That's so cool. yeah, so all the stuff you do with your data pad actually enhances other people's enjoyment of the land. So I don't know, it's awesome. Use the data. Use, use the, the data, data pad, pad, Luke. Or if you're in line for like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway um, Railway, Railway. Um, they they have a whole trivia game you can mm-hmm. play on. The Play Disney app. It's true. And it's fun. They have it for a lot of the rides. I love the trivia games. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this sounds somewhat counter to make sure that you're looking around and taking it all in because you're staring at your phone. (laughs) But when you're waiting in line, it's a good time to... Because, I mean, like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway line is... It's not much to see. If you're outside, you can look at the theater. Once you're inside, you know, you can look around. But you've got plenty of time to look down and play the trivia game. So... And you have to... By the way, in Galaxy's Edge, you have to be looking around to find the things you're hacking. To find the boxes that you scan. And all that kind of stuff. So, it's kind of both. It's a little bit of both. I'm a master at scanning those boxes now. Yeah, I need to do that next time I'm in there. Start playing on my phone. With By the way, I've got like 58,000 credits. Oh, well, no big deal. You. Wow, humble brag over here. No big deal. They should give you like a free Ronto wrap. I would like to see them do something. Like you can buy stuff on the data pad, like little items for your avatar and stuff with your credits. But the reputation and credits need to do something. Yeah. Further incentivize it. Yeah. Even if it's a pin. Yeah, People like pins. Something. Yeah, a pin would be nice. Anything, mm-hmm. you know. It'd be cool if you reached a certain rank on your data pad and that gave you the ability to buy that rank pin. And then you could Ooh. wear it. And then people would cool. know. Yeah. Then cast members could react to it. Yeah. I'm That's a, actually a pretty decent I idea. I am a captain. I? I'm the captain now? I'm the captain. <laughs> Look you at get, me. You get to the highest <laughs> rank. If you get to the absolute highest rank, you get a hat. A hat? Mm-hmm. Is I it a big a hat. pope hat? I've got a hat. You do have an officer I've hat. I've got a hat. Wear it next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Command respect. Yeah, but that then how can I be... A, then the spy won't talk to me. That's true. McKenna was wearing her first order officer hat one time, and Vi did not trust her. No. She was looking I mean, at the I, hat. I mean, I, I don't blame Vi. Yeah, she was looking at the hat and like, I don't know, what's the deal with this? McKenna was probably t- looking at more what was wearing the hat. Yeah, and well, McKenna... Not to trust her. McKenna said... <laughs> McKenna said, I'm undercover. I'm not undercover. I am. She lied. You lied to Vi. I lied to Vi. Such a first order thing. That's a first order thing to do. She saw through your ruse. Yeah. It's true. You scruffy looking nerf herder. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's wrap it up for the day. I do like, please, all of our friends out there listening, please make sure that you are either 
Join that Monday Morning Monorail family on Facebook, on face group, on Facebook. Facebook. Or be following us on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Interact with us because it's really fun. And you can call the voicemail just like Donna and Rob did, and I'll play them on the show. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to hear from everybody. It would. Garrett, tell people where they can find you. Skelligummy on everything. Skelligummy everything. Skelligummy everything. <laughs> He's on the YouTube. Do you have a Twitch channel? Yeah. Okay. Do you stream? Not often. You should. You're gonna, I, you need to earn those internet dollars. I, I should stream often. You should. Go find him. Skelligummy. He's on the Twitter, on the YouTube. He does Twitch stream occasionally. Yeah. He's been putting out some really cool animations on Twitter. I want to give, give you a plug on that. I think your animations are really cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah. He's got a really cool like little uh, sketch pad that he plugs into his computer, mm-hmm. and it helps him with his drawings. It's pretty neat. Well, they're really cool. I dig them. Yeah. Landon, it's your turn. Where are people no. going to find you on the internet? L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me. Landon, I'm the best. Landon, not the rest. That's where you can find me 280 characters at a time on Twitter. I also run a website, buttmunchchips.com. Buttmunchchips. Everybody's Good. pointed Sit at each other. your button, match. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Sam. That's where you can find really old, outdated content, and I really don't know why I plug it anymore. It's just, I think, more out of a force of habit, and we kind of have a shtick down with my URL. I also uh, appear on Near Fall Radio. That is a podcast on the sweet science of professional wrestling. Uh, AEW had a pay-per-view this past weekend. Uh, some good, some bad, some really, really scary stuff that myself and Will Rab will be uh, talking about. Thoughts and prayers with Matt Hardy. Hope you're okay, dude, because yikes, that was scary. Um, uh, what else? What else? Oh, by the way, that is not safe for work. It is the exact <laughs> opposite of the uh, rating content of the Monday morning monorail. We say swear words and everything. So uh, viewer discretion is advised, but will be totally ignored. Uh, I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI, radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. at Newstalk987.com Monday through Friday, except tomorrow or today, today. because it's Labor Day and I finally have a day off. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, yeah, wash your hands and wear your dang masks. That's right. <laughs> and just landed, I want to confirm, do you occasionally appear topless on Near Fall Radio? All the time. Yeah, In I fact, I, I have I have yet to do an episode wearing clothes, if we're being <laughs> completely honest. That's how you get that rated M for mature. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Look go like a Wookiee. Check out all that stuff Landon has going on. And, you know, I've already told you where we are on social media, but we're Monday Morning Monorail everywhere. Just at Morning Monorail on Twitter. Join that Monday Morning Monorail family. Check out our Tee Public store, why don't you? Monday morning monorail on T Public. We've got some cool designs out there, and you can buy shirts and represent the monorail. Why are you shaking your head at that? Because I wanted to say, why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you? Yeah. There might be a Labor Day sale going on. Who knows? Check there it. definitely is a sale going on right now. So Ooh, why don't you? Why don't you? Why get don't the, you? Get the mug that Jen Dillo likes to feature on the Tuesday Night Live show. It is pretty. It's it a cool is a good-looking mug. And where could people find the stream for that uh, Tuesday Night Live show, Jim? Oh, yeah. We do this Tuesday Night Live show. <laughs> it's called the Parks and Monorail's Most Magical Hour Live. And it happens 9.30 this coming week, but uh, all new time the week after that. But for this week, 9.30, it's on the Dillo's Diz YouTube page. Podbean's going to be going away. 
Yeah, I'm too old for this 930 stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was on our Podbean, so you could call in if you wanted to and listen, just listen to the audio. But we're switching to YouTube only because the, the Podbean tends to be a show for two, Steffers and Adam. Yeah. And it actually causes the audio to not be as good because of the, have, the way I have to wire it up. So we're just going to do YouTube starting probably with the new time. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Learn new things. Learn new things. Meet new friends. I know. She missed last week, though. Yeah. So. Sorry. People missed sleepy. you. I get sleepy at 930. Yeah. I understand. I'm I'm hopefully really, really in bed at that point. And yeah. we, we usually end up chatting in the post show until like 1130. So. Yeah, that's hard because I get up at five. Yeah. So. Respect. Respect. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening so much. It's been a blast, as usual. Come back again next Monday. Tell your friends. Bring more people onto the Monday Morning Monorail. And we'll see you then. Until then, have a magical week. Bye-bye. Bye. Happy birthday, McKenna. Oh, my birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, and suggestions on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. <laughs> See y'all <laughs> Coming up later, we're going to break some cold play news, but for now. Cold play? <laughs> what was that? It's like a morning show. You the didn't, fart that, noise. It was just air. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, How about you just go. <laughs> there we go. I tried air to make horn. it sound like a, fl- fl- a slobbery fart. <laughs> well, it just sounded like this. <laughs> It, just, it really just sounded like <laughs> silent but deadly air horn <laughs> yeah I was going to say we need one of them <laughs> oh god okay